Hi, it's Tyler with Hear Me Pod, a podcast about music, the tools we use, and the intentionality behind our actions. Join me each week as I connect with people in the music and tech worlds to uncover the best ways to get shit done. All right, welcome to my very first episode of Hear Me Pod. Today's guest is my good friend, Marcus Weiss. Marcus has performed with Blue Man Group, The Second City, La Rev, The Dream, as a clown with Cirque du Soleil, and an award-winning actor on stages throughout the country. In education, he has taught for such institutions as the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, the College of Southern Nevada, and the Smith Center for the Performing Arts. Some of his favorite screen credits include Life is Beautiful, The Trust, All My Children, 21, and Scrubs. Marcus is a popular speaker, teacher, and coach on the subjects of acting, speech, movement, and joy creation. All right, welcome to Hear Me Pod with my guest, Marcus Weiss. That's incredible. I love these handheld mics. I'm already holding it like an old pro. It, you're a, a champion, man. That's amazing. I do have to say that if you have a handheld mic, it, it's going to give a whole kind of vibe to the podcast. That's different from if, if you had to sort of lean over into a stand. Because yeah. a handheld mic is like, yeah. I, I want to like, give it to you. I want to do something like, hey, 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 yeah. yeah. I want to like sing into it. I want to I wanna turn around and start talking out the window. Absolutely. I want to start, I want to walk around, get an interview, your wife out on the patio. How you doing out there? How you doing out there? I'm doing a podcast. How do you, how do you feel about that? How do you feel about that? Seriously, yeah. is this a choice or this is so good? It sounds great, man. I want to lick it like an ice cream cone. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Thank you for this opportunity. Thanks for, for coming on, man, and for influencing me to take that step. I remember we were having coffee downtown at uh, Mothership, I think it was. Yes. And it was a Monday, and that was the day to sign up for Pod 7. Yes. And check out the workshop. And Was you, it the last day? Because there like, was an urgency to it. There it was, was like, if I don't do it today. It was the first day of the course, and I didn't even know if you could still sign up. I thought I had to do it the day before. Right. And it just let me do it. And you were like, Tyler, you're so excited about this. You have to just do it. Yeah, I could tell. Right. It was so cool, man. I just love that. Well, when you were talking about doing it, your your eyes lit up and the corners of your mouth went up. Yeah. And, you know, in your body sort of opened up. And then when you talked about sort of the reasons you, you know, shouldn't do it or it's, maybe it's too late, you said, you know... Your eyes squinted, yeah. and your your mouth went down again, and your shoulders slumped. It's just like, I mean, those are sort of clear signals. Like, wait, hang on. It seems like your system wants to to do it. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like the technology was was driving. Yeah. And then when you talked about not doing it, why you shouldn't do it, it's like the gears started going. It gets all rusty. It's like don't don't drive with that. Don't don't drive that way. No. Do the other thing. Keep the lube going. 
Keep it lubed. Keep it lubed. <laughs> <laughs> and the podcast is over now. And we're blocked from everything. <laughs> I love it. Really? I don't. Oh, can you put echo when we laugh like that? <laughs> oh, yes, we could. How do we know each other, Marcus? Oh, my goodness. I have to preface this, though, just a little bit to Go say for it. even my wife of. Gosh, going to be 14 years this year. Yeah. Even her and I don't remember the actual day we, we first met or we don't remember our first date. We think we went to go see Shrek 2, but yeah. we don't really remember. And I like to think of that as a sort of a testament to how much we live in the moment. Yeah. You know, so like, no, you know, I just, I'm enjoying this. I'm That's not, great. I'm not dwelling on the past, but yet, so, so here we are. And um. So I'd like to think it was when I started performing in Le Rev, but it could have been before that. It might have been. I was thinking about that a little bit this morning. I know that we, we have a mutual dear friend, Angela. Yes. And she worked at Blue Man Group when you might have been there as well. Yes. And then we have a mutual friend, Tom Kramer. Yes. Who was the manager for the gift shop there. He was, yeah. And so I think there might have been some back and forth you might have known of me. Of you, or yeah. Yes. Bumped into you. Trying to remember what year you started at Larev. I believe it was 2009. 2009. Okay. I was doing double duty between Blue Man and Larev for a while. I think it was 2009. Okay. The summer of 2009 or something like that. And then I think, and then sometime in the early spring of 2010, I transitioned over to full time, part time right. at Larev. Right. I, uh, I left Blue Man and then came over to Larev. So, so I knew you there, but I was like a second cousin to Larev. And I continued to feel that way for a long time, even though, you know, because I was part-time, I didn't have a contract, I had family, I was older. Right. I came in, in and out. And so it must have been somewhere there we met for the first time. But I don't remember the actual day. But I also think, Tyler, it's not like... You know, when we met, it's not like, oh, there was Tyler again with the lampshade on his head going like, hey, everybody, get a, get a, get a goob. It's not like, it's, you know, you're very gentle, you know, sort of. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, you're, you know, I was going to say unassuming, but that's not the right word, is it? No, I, I, thank you. I don't that's, even know what that word means, unassuming. It's, I, I like that word. I mean, I, I don't, I'm not as conscious of it, I think, until I listen to myself on a recording such as this. Oh. But I do like to kind of stand back, you know, literally yeah. in the band. I'm the bass player usually. And yeah, the, it, you're like this, but you're like the spine. <laughs> You've been like, you're like the spine of life. The you, spine of life. And I'm like, you're the spine. You're the, you're the, like the rib cage. And I'm like the meat hanging on. <laughs> I'm like, and there's always Tyler. There's always Tyler to lean on. There's always Tyler with like the rhythm of life. He's like, Marcus... Chill out. It's going to be okay. It's going to be fine, man. <laughs> and you, could you play the acoustic bass, no less. Thanks, man. Yeah. Even more sort of... Uh, I, yeah, I'm not as, a, as a, aware of it, you know, the connection of, you know, the lower instrument and then my persona or something, but, you know, I, I'm not acting like a, a screaming lead singer 
Sebastian yeah. Bach of uh, Sebastian Skid Row Bach. or something. You know? Is there a bassist that is that? I mean, is Les Claypool? He's kind of a chill dude too. He's actually, dude too. I mean, he yeah. he does write some pretty outrageous stuff, and he's 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 crazy and stuff. But he's not like he's not <laughs> right. even, he, even he like I mean, famous bass players like Sting and and Paul McCartney are pretty chill too. It seems like. Oh yeah. Well, it's like you get you're happy with four strings. Yeah. You feel comfortable in like the really low notes. Yeah. Like the sort of I mean, low is literally relaxing. Like low vibrations. I mean. Like low frequency is like kind of a relaxing thing. Like yeah, you know when people when people meditate and go om, they don't go like om. <laughs> it's not like <laughs> you literally don't don't do that. Right. No, that's 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 very perceptive, man. That's cool. I'm sorry, I'm the king of tangents. <laughs> and if anybody wants to dethrone me as the king of tangents, I double dog dare you to come on this podcast. See if you can create more tangents than me. <laughs> That'd be great. The king of tangents. That could be a podcast itself. But oh. we shouldn't. We shouldn't be giving that away, should we? Because we, Marcus and I, are working no. on a, a side project, by the way, and we'll we'll tease that later. Yeah. But uh, I'm so glad you could come out and be on the the podcast. This is amazing. It's really cool, dude. Yeah, it feels so good. Yeah, it feels so right. We were we were kind of reminiscing before the. The break uh, about how we started or how Marcus influenced me to, to take this podcasting workshop, which I'm still kind of involved with. And I was on the fence. It was a Monday. We were at Mothership having a coffee. Yeah. And, and Marcus was like, dude, you seem so excited about this. You should just do it. Oh, yeah. And it was I, it was the words I needed to hear at that time because oh. I was ready to just not do it. And that, make an excuse to not do it, really. Yeah, you know? isn't it? Fun? Yeah, and even in recalling that moment, yeah, it's the same vibe and the same visuals that I'm getting that I got that day, which is like when you were talking about doing it. Yeah, you know, your 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 eyes were brighter and they opened up, and your the corners of your mouth went up, and and you like you know you moved differently, your chest came up and out, and then when you talked about or referenced the reasons why maybe it was too late or yeah you shouldn't do it, then you started to squint and you got you know. The little folds between your eyebrows and the, the furrowed brow. and the furrowed brow, as they call it, and your shoulders slumped, you know that kind of a thing. Yeah. And I'm like, mm, that seems like the gears are kind of, yeah. you know, uh, 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 what do you call it when they're not working right? That doesn't seem like the way to go. It doesn't seem like the way to drive to drive yourself. I think you know, take cues from the heart. Yeah. And then you did, and you were so and you were so excited about it. And I love when you say those are the words I needed to hear. Yeah. It, isn't that funny that we know something is inside us, but yet somehow when somebody else, I don't know, I don't think it's validation. I just think it's when we see it reflected, when we, we sort of see that we can give ourselves permission yeah. to follow what's already in us. Yes. I think that's something really valuable. And I think, you know, as an as an actor or as a person or as a presenter or a speaker or something myself, like if I can show vulnerability or if I can show courage or if I can show bravery, I think I'm, and I hope that I'm giving people permission to be a certain way, even if I'm, if I never talk to them or something, even right. if they just see it. And I suppose that's what motivation is, but. It's great stuff. You know? Yeah. That's, it's, it's hearing it hearing what the person needs to hear, but they don't even realize they need to hear it. It's, it's really interesting. 
and and different people oh. can, can supply that. I think sometimes we were having some landscape looked out 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 back. Yeah, and we had a great guy, Norm Schilling. Do you know who that guy is? Oh yeah, he's yeah. a good. He's a good friend of mine. Horticulture. Yeah, before, yeah he's a mm. great guy, and you never want to. And he's he a ne- podcaster too. It's and he's a podcaster too. He's amazing. He's he's amazing. And, and we, he's amazing. Yeah, we hired him to to come out and and check yeah. things out. And I was yeah. I was just kind of like, he showed Dina like where to trim something. And I said, see, I told you you could trim that. We 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 laughed about it because I she didn't trust me because I'm not a horticulturalist, right? But but when Norm said it, she goes, oh, okay. And, uh-huh. it, and it's that was that cool connection, you know. And I see that with music students too. Sometimes I'll. I'll I'll tell a student something and then some other person will say almost the exact same thing but maybe with a little more pizzazz or something and then I'm like I just told you that like 10, 10 minutes ago. Oh, well does it does that have to do with it coming from like a trusted source or it's coming from it's, somebody it's not just an idea but it's coming from somebody who's clearly had success with something or yes. they've shown that it works. Yeah. As opposed to just being an I you know an idea. Right. Yeah, and suppose it's you know following some kind of a a model, I guess. Yeah. In the yeah. case of, you know, Norm Schilling is a great model in landscaping. Oh, yeah. Like, insane. And also as a human being. Mm-hmm. He's so good. He's like, he makes you feel everything's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's, man. His, his, yeah. He's, he vibes. He's a great vibe. Yeah. He's a great vibe. He's like, oh, it's like, oh, the trees. He like, hugs your trees. Yeah. He calls them like, you know, it's like, oh, she's doing great. He kissed and our fig, fig tree first thing. He did? He kissed your yeah. fig? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. good. We'll put a link to, to Norm in the show notes. That would he, be amazing. He really is the real deal. Yeah, he's a super, yeah, he's a super integrated human being in the real deal. I can't, can't speak highly enough, you know, of him. That's so beautiful that you say that, though, about sometimes you don't know on the inside mm-hmm. that we needed to hear something. It's sometimes, maybe sometimes we do. Either way, I think when we recognize that was what we needed to hear, yeah. I think we can pat ourselves on the back and go like, hey, I, I had it in me. Yeah. You had the podcast class in you. Yeah. You had the, the journey in you. It just needed to be sort of like, boop, sort of unplugged and then like, blah, 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 blah. it starts to flow out. Yes. You know, life starts to, to flow. You just needed somebody to help you. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Yeah. Marcus and I, we go way back. We used to, we used to change together in the dressing room at Larev and oh we used yeah we used to wait for each other yeah but I used to wait for you to tell I'm not taking my pants off until Tyler gets I'm, in here yeah okay I'm in here okay <laughs> I just I just finished my shower yeah like the most, most yeah most of the time most of the time people would say like hey man I'm getting changed in here right but for me it's like hey Tyler I'm getting changed in here why don't you come in and that it would be and great. then like it, a change fest yeah it was like a changing fest totally straight by the way yeah, I, mean, ab- that's, I don't know where absolute- people's minds are. No, I'm kidding. We actually we 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 didn't change together. All that was just um, I don't know why I just lied to your audience. That's okay. That's I apologize. Okay. I'll never do it again. <laughs> <laughs> I just lied again by saying that. Yeah. I'm kidding. Um, but we had the same dressing room. We were like two seats apart. Yeah. No, yeah. no. There was you, Johnny, then, then Johnny, and then what? Was it me and then Terrell? No, it was Terrell. So we had two people in between us, and then, then tr- myself, then you, then Drew, and then Drew. Uh huh. Yep. If yes, <laughs> Drew, talk about unassuming. Oh Drew my gosh. Like, <laughs> we should get him on the pod too. He's amazing. He is. He's something else, man. Wow. So, what is a favorite kind of music you like to listen to, Marcus? Is there a genre or a band out there that you could say 
I need this on my playlist. Oh. I'm going on a road trip. Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, these days especially. Earth, wind, and fire. Nice. Or, or. Yes. Cool and the gang. And then, uh, and then I've been listening to like Kim Scott. Do you know Kim Scott? I think Kim no, Scott. No, I don't. I don't She's think I... smooth jazz. Okay, okay. But, some, but I'm really into like uplifting music. I want like a band that doesn't have like, you know, four songs that are just uplifting, you know, happy, and then and then like a fifth song is like, oh, shoot, you didn't need that. Not for me. Yeah. So these days, these days it's that kind of music. But I grew up a huge Kiss fan. Yeah. And dude. I just discovered a guy named Cam Cole. Have you heard of this guy? No. I'm, that's like me going like, you know, have you heard of this guy, Cam. Barack Obama? He was apparently, pre- like, I'm probably oh, yeah, so I late to him. the game. But he was on a television show that um, Jason Stakis, who I used to perform with here in town, did a show called Ted Lasso. I don't know if I'm allowed to you know, plug that. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. And then, and then Cam Cole okay, came on. In place of somebody, oh my gosh, now I'm giving something away for those of you who haven't seen the show. But anyway, and, and he was dressed like he just came off the street. Like, oh, this guy was performing on the street, or he's a, or, um, and then he's like, oh yeah, he's a sort of an undiscovered talent, Jason Stakett's character said. And, and yeah. then he comes on and he just rocks out. And he plays a drum and cymbals and a hi-hat and a snare, like with his feet. Oh. And then he just plays his acoustic, but electrified acoustic guitar, and just he's, he That's rocks cool. it. Cam Cole has he has he been has he played other gigs in town like like I don't think he's I don't think he's been here but okay. he's 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 English oh okay you cool. know it's like a street came from the streets like a street musician super cool like a busker so and then um Phil Collins and James Taylor okay I'm a James Taylor man so good oh come on now so good I just you know I used I to think him, that. Man. And stop me in the middle of this if you, of course, it's your podcast, but man, I was thinking if I could only take one art form, Yeah, there was a time when I, and I still, I have so much associated with James Taylor, I don't think I'm unique in that. I said if there's one art form that I could take to a desert island, like I'm talking like painting, right? pottery, mm-hmm. you know, anything, a movie, I would say, no, I'm going to take a CD or whatever, James Taylor's greatest hits. Oh. Like of all artists of any art form, James Taylor. That's great. That's... Uh, I don't... Yeah, it's just... You know, he's the soundtrack of, of, of my life. That's so cool. Have you ever seen him live? Uh, yes, I have. I was... Um, and this was back... I can't remember when this was. Like in the 2000, early 2000s or mid-2000s. I went all by myself. Uh-huh. Bought a ticket... I think it was already with Aunt, my wife, but yeah. you know she's she's 15 years my junior, so um, and I, I say that so she wasn't really that into James Taylor, but I went by myself and I paid you know full price and I sat somewhere up in the rafters and I just cried my way through the entire concert oh in like a sea of like 40 something women with their children. Oh, you know they oh. they slept their children along with everybody's yeah. like you know, but and I was there just like you know bawling my eyes out the whole time. So good. Yeah. I saw him a couple of years ago at Caesar's Palace. Yes, I remember that, and that I so I couldn't good. come. Ah. I remember that. Yeah, that was it. Was just man, magical. I used to I used to say, and I still do. Like I would pay thousands of dollars to be a backup singer. Yeah, 
Oh. But his backup singers have their own careers. It's like, uh, right. yeah, stand up. Like, become a famous person. Then you can then seek you can, backup yeah. for another, for an even more famous person. Right. Right. Hey, you know, it's funny. I'm going to name drop a little bit here, but but St. Vincent, have you heard of her? She's yeah. an awesome guitar player and singer. Yeah. Kind of does these quirky things. So SNL, a couple of weeks ago, she was on. Uh-huh. And I'm looking at the keyboard player. I'm like, that looks like Rachel Eckroth. And it is. Uh-huh. And she, so I'm like, it had to be her. And so I check her Facebook and stuff. Yeah. We went to school together. Actually, her, her brother and I went to school together. And oh he's my a, God. another kick-ass piano player. Yes. But she's been making quite a name for herself the last few years. Uh-huh. And it, it was just so cool to think, I think that's Rachel. And then I look at her Facebook and she, sure enough, she posted about it. And it was like. Oh, man, dude. I love that kind of stuff. Just seeing our friends like kind of make it and yeah right and like where they went oh oh yes you know, oh it's, yes it's like your life sort of if you yeah fr- yes when your friends sort of are doing beautiful things yeah. but you were somewhere somewhere along that tree you were on the same branch mm-hmm. and then somebody else and then they took a, one little branch over here and then another branch over there yeah you know but you're still all on the same tree you're still connected and when I was younger it used to like kind of kind of F me up a little bit. It'd be like, Oh, well I should have done this or that. Oh, yeah. I should have, I should have been nicer to, to, to yeah. that, that drummer for, for, for <laughs> yeah. sting. <laughs> yeah. Or some some yeah. Big, big band or something, but yeah, but that's, that's, that's not going to get you anywhere. You know, it's not, not really. Yeah. I was just talking about that with somebody yesterday about, you know, uh, you know, those shoulda, woulda, couldas. I mean, you, you know, yeah. don't should yourself to death as they say. Should yourself to death. You know, you don't, don't should on yourself. Uh, but because because here's the thing, because giant should the take other day. A giant should. What you, God, did somebody you go to the bathroom? Like God, if you if you somebody takes a should in here, can they just at least turn the fan on? For gosh sake, seriously, everybody. You know, if my kids take it, even my kids take a big old should. <laughs> Who left the should in the toilet? Did it? Did the shooter is full. <laughs> the shooter is full. Oh Unbelievable. There's so much shit in the world. Um, but we were going like, listen, I used to torture myself and go like, what could I have done different? Right. And it's one thing to go, hey, what could I have done different? Right. Because there's right. no such thing as failure if you learn from something. So right. then you go back and like, okay, what could I have done different? Right. Okay, good. And then you learn from it. But we're talking about that kind of like, what could I have done to not have lost that job or not to, my God. Think about that for a second. Are right. you really going to go back and go, and even if you can miraculously like call everybody who was involved in the situation, right. and even if they knew the truth, why you were let go or whatever it is, or why they broke up with you, or are you then in the future going to be like, oh, you know what? That's what I could have done. Right. Oh, I feel so much better. That's amazing. That was a, that was a fruitful exercise. You're not going to like, you're not going to feel good, even if no. you could find out. No. It's like a useless. Why do we do that to ourselves? I know. I know. It's 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 pointless. Analysis paralysis. Oh, that's another one. All that stuff, man. You're dropping talk about dropping truth bombs. Yeah, man. You you dropped that on me and I that's one of my favorites. And yeah. yeah. Well, I've lived it. Analysis oh my god. Analysis paralysis. I mean, I we didn't coin the phrase, but Oh man, it's it's so true. It really is, and it actually leads to my next question um about uh the tools we use yeah, and technology and things like that. I'm curious what you like to use, Marcus. 
Oh, well, as far as doing, as far as doing projects like online, as yeah. far as utilizing, utilizing technology or, or physical things to do work or kind of like your, yeah, your, your go-to process or like when you have an idea yeah. or, or something you're working on. Yeah. I, I mean, we're all kind of using computers and emails yeah. and things like that, but is there something Yes. You you like more than others that you've tried? Yes. If that well, makes any sense. Before I got into performance and yeah. you know and before I I'm talking like, you know, way back when I was a kid, I used to draw a lot. And so drawing was my thing and pen, so so pencil and paper um right. was sort of my thing. And I think that also came out of being a very visual person. So so I love still I love to draw. I love pen and paper. And I love um I love jotting big ideas down and then breaking them down into smaller pieces. Cool. And I remember, I don't know where I learned this, but I suppose it sort of came from the visual arts, right? You sketch something big first, right. and then you start putting in the detail and more and more detail. Um, I wasn't the kind of drawer in general who sort of you know got caught up on all the details of the ear right. before I had the... You know, where is this whole person going to go on this paper? Right. And so I did the same thing with ideas with anything. And then I developed in, you know, in high school or in college where if I was writing an essay, yeah. I'd go like, okay, what are the big ideas? Like, here's one, two, three, four. And then I would go back and then under there, I have three sub ideas. And then I would write those in. And then under each of those, I would do something else, right? right? And so I've translated that from papers sometimes onto like uh, Google Docs or mm -hmm. something. And I love that just as much as pen and paper because... Those subcategories, I can squeeze in as much as I want. I just go and I tab, you know. And make the room. And then I make the room. Yeah. So I use, I use Google Docs or, you know, Google, not Google Sheets. I'm not that tech, technologically savvy. That's the spreadsheet thing, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the spreadsheet thing. So just like, you know, Google Docs, I love that. Because I can just put down like, if you have an idea, there's no reason not to go on Google Docs and just go, okay, you know, podcast, has to do with joy. Right. Uh, ends with a tool. I'm just going to put down literally those three phrases. And then my Google Doc is started. I'm like, yes. That's cool. Right? And then you go back and you just fill, fill one sub-idea under everything. Yeah. So I like, I like breaking it down. That's cool, man. Yeah. Yeah, I think we have a shared Google Doc for our upcoming project. Yes, you have a shared, shared cool. Google Doc. It's so, it's so easy. But you're right, man. Technology can get you, especially if you're, if you're geeking out on it, in a good way, even before you know it, you're tinkering with the details that yeah. don't really matter unless it's, unless it's giving you joy. Yeah. But if underneath it, you really want to get the idea realized, right. Then the details can easily become your sort of excuse, your procrastination, yes. your analysis paralysis. Yes, definitely. Before we started recording, I showed you my, my latest gadget that I, I've, uh, mm. I, I purchased, but I haven't installed it yet, and it's um, yeah, it's the, gonna go the on the Bostitch thing. Yes, the Bostitch pencil sharpener. I don't even know how those work. It's it's a really amazing thing. You don't need batteries. You don't need what do cables. you? How do you turn the thing then? <laughs> how do you turn the handle on that thing? It's amazing. You just you just mount it to a wall and then you turn the handle. Wh and how you turn the handle you, with you, what? You crank it with your hand. You're you're a you use your hand yeah. to turn this thing. Yeah. You could probably but, set it up left or right-handed too. Now that I think about it, because I think and the do you have to hold the pencil with your other hand yeah, as well? Yeah, you stick the. You pencil. You have to use both hands at the same time. Yeah, yeah. 
that doesn't make sense. It's crazy. It's crazy technology. And it comes out pe- sharpened? Yeah. Yeah. It's a sharpened pencil. <laughs> and then you can go to your, your paper. So good. But you know, I mean, Marcus knows I'm a techie guy and kind of nerdy and stuff. But late, I did a chart recently all by hand for, for a little rehearsal thing I did um, with a tap dancer. And it was, it was only like a three-page thing. It was pretty simple and I just enjoyed the shit out of it. Just like writing it out by hand and just getting my layout and, you know, erasing a few things here and there. Yeah. Cause normally what I would do is I'd sketch a few things and then get it into the computer as fast as possible. Or I don't, or I just go straight to the computer, Uh huh. which is fine depending on the chart and what kind of thing I'm working on. Yeah. But it just having that tangible thing and connecting with it, it actually changed my, perceptive of the podcast to be honest because i was yes. gonna get, i was actually gonna make this a much nerdier vibe and go down some rabbit holes with tech okay and then i changed the word tech to tools okay so i and i really am interested in Ooh. you know like that's interesting yeah so oh but i also think that there's something to do you know there's a i, I have a feeling there's a neuroscience behind that too about what writing something by hand does to your whole system and to mm-hmm. your brain and to your thought process. Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously it sort of slows, it slows you down. Most people's handwriting is slower than their typing. Yeah. So for example, and so you're a little more intentional with you, you're more intentional. You. Maybe there's a downside to that for some, you know, for some people, but it, I think it changes the way you think about things. And it changes the way you feel about things. And I think also for me, there's something about, the fact when something is all filtered through a device or the computer, so that sort of subconsciously, mm-hmm. if I'm at the computer typing something, it's that it's the same thing that I use to to Google something or to write an email or to receive emails or to right. or to delete emails from people that I'm annoyed by, whatever it is, it's the same thing. And I think that subconsciously there's a distraction in there potentially, yeah. but also physically there can be a distraction. Like before you know it, you're tabbing something else. You have an idea, and then all of a sudden you're on YouTube while yeah. you're trying to do something. But when you're, when you take a pencil and paper, mm-hmm. and you're at a separate table that's away from all of that, you're in another world. Yeah, that pencil and paper is just for that. Yeah, I'm not going to Google anything with my pencil and paper. Right, you're right. Those I distractions. Might, I might doodle something. You yeah, know, I might start sketching something. But that's that's still creative. That's still in that space. Yeah, and the same thing goes for the cell phone. Yeah, you know, I. Yep. It's convenient, I suppose. There's, there's, uh, there's. Talking about tangents, you know, maybe there's, there's an advantage too to being in the middle of something, and then you're like, oh, but I have this idea. Oh, what about this? What about this? Oh, I'll, I'll quickly Google it, and then I'll. Right. But I don't know. That's um. Oh, even even reading, a, an ebook on a on a Kindle versus a iPad or yeah. or your computer. I'll look up stuff all the time. I'll, I'll read a quote in a book and then I'll look it up. Or yeah. Especially if they're quoting another book. Well, let me look at that book. And then, yeah. like, well, I got to get back to the book I was reading, you know? Cause they, and also they have links, right? Aren't, aren't yeah. things like uh, hyperlinked when you're reading a Kindle? They can, I think. I, that's a good question. On a Kindle, that I feel like... That could be a setting. Yeah. I, that's a good question. I think if can, if Amazon's selling it, they'll probably they'll probably make it easy to, yeah. to add it to your list or something like that. But that's a good question. I don't know, but yeah, but you're right. I mean, there's something beautiful about being able to go out and just go off on on tangents. As, yeah. You know, again, I'm a fan of <clears throat> I'm a fan of tangents, but um, but I think it depends on the depends on what you're trying to get done. It depends on the context of your 
yeah. of your project or your work or your intentions, you know? Ex- yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, there's, it's funny. There's, there's actually apps out there now that help you focus on one thing you're doing on your computer. So it'll, it'll sign you out of Facebook. It'll sign you out of Twitter and, and make sure you can't log in while you're trying to do the task at hand. Now that's just like wow. self-discipline or something. <laughs> yes. The I mean, app is called self-discipline. Yeah. But that's well, but you know, I mean, but we're so, but we're so, I was going to say addicted to things. I mean, we're so in the habit of doing that, mm-hmm. that we need that kind of help. A lot of people need that kind of help. Sure. Yeah. Whatever, whatever works for people. Oh yeah. I was told to turn off notifications on my cell phone like months ago. Yeah. Have you turned off? Do you get most of them? Really? Yeah. But it's yeah, I don't think a, I need it anymore. I don't need notifications. I don't need to know when a messenger comes in. Yeah. I check it anyway. Yeah. I know. I, I do this. Stop I do the same thing. I mean, it's I'll delete apps left and right. Like and then the next day download them again, you know, messenger. Oh my goodness. No, self-discipline Tyler. Yes. What is your favorite color and why? Burgundy. Oh. And I don't know exactly why. Maybe it's like a compromise color or something. Yeah. But I suppose, you know, it's in those comfortable sort of wine colored. Maybe, you know, yeah. it makes me feel um, calm. I just, I, just, I just love it. It's sort of like it's a little indulgent. Nice. Even my smoothie is generally sort of in the burgundy family. Ah, yeah. yeah. Every day. But I love it. And then, you know what's weird is that when I bought a dream motorcycle yeah. a number of years back, mm-hmm. it was in my favorite color. And I'd always dreamed, I only had three dreams as a kid. Um, I wanted to be a stuntman. I wanted to have a mustache. And I wanted to have a motorcycle, like a big motorcycle. Yeah. And then I got everything except being a stuntman. But, but that was it. So it was my dream bike. I had a BMW RT1150. You had that and at, it was in Burgundy. You had that at La Rev, right? I did. Yeah. I drove to work a lot, yeah. I, I sold it. But. Yeah, you looked like a RoboCop or something when you were... Yeah, well, it's a police motorcycle. I had the RTs, the one that they, a lot of police departments ride them and stuff. It's yeah, really, yeah they really, it was really cool. So, so burgundy, I just, lo- I just love it. And then one day, and I find myself, by the way, sort of buying things or like you know pants, or whatever. And I keep forgetting that it's kind of my favorite color. And I keep getting stuff in in that sort of family that's related, like a purplish, you know, yeah. or like a shirt that's kind of purple, you know, burgundy ish. And then, like I and I, I, the other day, I had a smoothie that was kind of burgundy. Uh-huh. I was wearing my purplish burgundy shirt, some purpley burgundy pants, and I wasn't even trying to like coordinate. It was just a little too much. I looked kind I of like Bhagwan, like I kind of looked like a religious cult or something, like, <laughs> like just all in one color. It was stupid. My shoes, my old Vans, the same color. I just yeah, I just I run it. into it. So it's got to be my favorite color. That's so cool, man. Yeah. So I don't know if it's inadvertent or. Yeah, it's a weird thing. I mean, we all we all connect to different colors, I think, and for different reasons. Yeah. So I that... I kind of do the same thing. I'm noticing like I'm buying a lot of orange. Like it'll be a. I have a chair cover yes. in there. That that that's orange. That's Your door my... is orange. I see some like I see some chairs in here that are orange. Yeah. You know, there's some colors I think that are not as popular as favorite colors as others. Yeah, I think that's true. I, I wonder why that is. Like, I surveyed my class that I teach at the beginning of the semester. What's your favorite color? And, you, you know, we had like, yeah, we had like 30% were, I don't know, blue, you know, 
whatever, 20% were something, you know, in the pink, reds, whatever. It was like one yellow. These are, what students are these? What are their ages? I'm curious. Oh, these are students in their late teens, early 20s at at the University of of Nevada, Las Vegas at UNLV. UNLV. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're college students. The one class I have left that I teach. Yeah. Interesting that you ask them this question because I, I didn't know that. I don't think, I don't think we've discussed this, have we? Like about what's your favorite color and here you are. Yeah. There's no coincidences, Tyler. That is so bizarre because this was a question and I'm kind of going off the rails here a little bit, but I, I've always questioned this question as, is this a good question to ask my guests? You know, cause yeah. some, some might just say it's, it's, it's red and I don't know why, but it's red and that would be the end and of the conversation. And that's it. Oh yeah. Oh, maybe. But art, artistic types like us oh. might, might like to expand on it more. Oh yeah. But I think it's interesting that you you were asking adults this question because I think adults don't think about it as much. Oh, the, oh that's interesting. At least, you know, maybe not. Maybe oh, oh, I'm yeah. buying a car. It's got to be blue, you know. Oh, yeah, because it's more common among kids. Like, what's your favorite color? I'm right. blue. Give me that thing. You know, whatever. Yeah. Oh, but, that's interesting. I never thought about that. That's interesting. Maybe because I'm an artistic type or maybe because I've never questioned favorite colors. Yeah. Because I clearly have a favorite color. That's cool, man. So I just assumed it was important to others. Yeah. That's my, oh boy, is that, is that egotistical of me? Is that sort of self-centered? Like, well, I, I think it's important. I so, think everybody, it's, so everybody, everybody else. Everybody else should, yeah. Everybody else should think it's important. Oh. It's fun stuff, man. That's, that's, I think it's a fun question and it's interesting. Well, it's just, you know, I, I just love this color. I just love it because I love it. And that's, what's, that's okay. You know? Yeah. What's your favorite color? It's orange. It's actually orange. Yeah. Why? I just, I, it, it's exciting. Like, it, Oh, I even got, oh. dude, I got some orange lights in my studio. I have to show you, dude. And it just, I just love the feeling I get from it. Yeah. And I, I, I feel like I'm not quite as obsessed as I used to be. I actually bought a, a yellow water bottle. I'm like, oh, it's kind of orange, but it's, well, it's not, oh, yeah. it's yellow. Uh, the, your coffee maker is kind of in the orangish yellowish. Yeah. Your wristband of your watch is orange. I know. It's. Wasn't there a? I have a base that's. Didn't Yorg used to dress all in orange? Wasn't it orange? Oh, he loved orange. That was or, his thing. Yeah. And then you know he stopped doing that. He just stopped, huh? Yeah. There was an actor in town who just kept. He is just from head to toe orange. And I thought it was a, a spiritual thing, but he just liked it. He just. I and just, then that was his thing. Yeah. That's funny. But he stopped. Apparently he stopped. Yeah. Now I don't know if he has a different color that he dresses in all the time or. Yeah. But I love that you like a color that's exciting, right? Yeah. And for me, you know, really for as high, I was going to say high strong, but it's more like as high energy as I can be. I'm really looking for things to just snuggle up in and relax. Yeah. Yeah. Which I virtually never do. (laughs) Yeah. So don't even think about getting me like a burgundy blanket. I'll never use it. <laughs> That's great stuff, man. Like it, it's true. But the, the most I'll do is is drink a bur- a burgundy smoothie. That's all you want with with burgundy. You don't want to you don't want to have to wear it. No, I'll wear much. it. You but then want... I'll but I'll wear something that's burgundy. But then I'll jump around. I'm oh. just saying, like, I'll, I, the, the blanket will make you not relax. I'm saying, yeah, okay, I'm not I'm, gonna relax even like if it's a, burgundy. Yeah. I, I, can, I mean, you know what? I even have a burgundy duvet cover. 
I dude. just I'm just thinking of it, dude. It's ridiculous, but it's not. But it's nothing's coordinated. It's just like it just keeps showing up in my life. Marcus is gonna get home and just get rid of everything that's burgundy. I gotta start. Over. I gotta stop. I gotta stop this nonsense. <laughs> This burgundy nonsense. I don't know what it is. It's good stuff, man. I asked about it on my Instagram. I said, like, really? what, what, what could this mean? Yeah, no responses, though. Oh, man. People don't drop comments the way they used to. No, no. Drop me a comment. Drop a, <laughs> drop a heart if you... <laughs> if you like this. Yeah, drop a heart if you like this. I mean, if you're, like, world famous, right. people might drop you a comment. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. Drop me a comment. People... Drop, uh, me, hmm? drop me a comment. I like that, man. Yeah, that'd be nice. Well, speaking of nice, my final question is, yeah. where do you see yourself moving forward? What's your, what's your intention? Oh, gosh. I know you've got a lot going on with your... My... In- mm. Yeah, with, with teaching or, or acting. I mean, just... I actually was tasked by a coach um, that I work with because I love having somebody in your life that's sort of mentoring you or that's coaching, even if you're a coach yourself, you know? Yeah. Which I sort of hope to transition into in some ways or at least expand into as well as something that I do. It's somebody who can serve to sort of read your label because a jar can't read its own label. So it's always good to have an outside eye, you know, on your life. And, and she tasked me to sort of journal about clarity because I'm interested in a lot of things. Yeah. And it's one thing to be inspired about a lot of things, but it's another thing to use that as, as a distraction, yeah. you know, in some way. And I always used to chalk up, you know, as I sort of said in a, in a, in a joking way about being the king of tangents, yeah. you know, I used to thrive on that. Like, well, no, I just love tangents. But, but tangents can also be a way of sort of avoiding focus, yeah. of going like, well, I'm, that's just me. I just love that. You know, I love improvising shows. Yeah. Because I don't want to, because I'm afraid of writing one and committing to one, you know, sometimes. So I'm working on, clair- on you know, on, on clarity, but I can say for sure that um, I want to continue performing. I want to continue, yeah. um, I want to continue, you know, playing with drums. I want to continue doing this. I want to work on our thing. I want to work on our uh, mutual uh, project, our podcast. And, yeah. And I want to continue to support my wife. Can I mention products on here? Sure. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm, I, I serve as the Robin to my wife's uh, Batwoman or, or, or Batman. Is Batwoman, by the way, is she, is she a good or, or, or not nice? I thought Batwoman. she was good. I thought oh, she, she good? was okay, like Batwoman. Yeah. So, kind of like Wonder Woman. She's Wonder Woman? Okay. Like, so my wife's the superhero and I'm like her Robin in her doTERRA wellness um, advocacy business. So yeah. she works for doTERRA and we really um, kick booty when we work together and, and she does anyway, but I, I just love helping in that. So I'm going to expand my role in, in her essential oils business, which I just love too because it just helps people and it's helped our family and it's just such a feel-good um, field. And speaking of feel-good, I'm also working on a project of my own, uh, you know, the Marcus Weiss experience, which doesn't just cover my, my acting and my performance and my acting coaching work, but also uh, a couple of things that I'm working on with regard to spreading and, and creating and um, nurturing joy in people's lives. Yeah. So I have an online class that I'm going to launch in actually about two weeks. Cool. Yeah, called the Joy Experience. Oh, nice. Yeah. And so it's a, it's a two-week thing. It's a, a commitment of two hours each time. And you come and you just learn tools to take away to discover, nurture, expand, 
and sustain joy in your life, whether it's in a moment, in a day, in a week, um, anytime you want. And so whether, whether you're you know, feeling down or stressed or anxious or whether you just want to have a little bit more in your life, then that's for you. But I just find I'm, I felt myself drawn to that. And then I have another course that I'm developing called Express and Connect, which is about um, expressing whatever message it is that you want to express right. and then honing it you know, very technically even. So the tagline of that is uh, be seen, heard, felt, and remembered. Ooh, I like it. Yeah, because I'm all about connecting and, and uplifting. That's yeah. sort of my, my mission. I want to soar and help other people soar as well sort of in their hearts. So I know that's a long answer, but... I think it's great. But um, I've always been drawn to that, even in performance. You know, the reason I've been drawn to performance was to connect to people and all sort of rise together. And I'm finding that I want to create uh, sort of work that serves others. Yeah, that's great, man. I think you've been working really hard on identifying your own brand because mm-hmm. I think we all have have a brand, yeah. Whatever you know, yeah. Whatever that means, but it's uh, you've you've been very intentional on saying no. This is who I am. This is what I want to do. Yeah. And it's interesting because I know you like tangents. You like you've made a career out of working as a tangent guy, like on Second City, right? Yeah. You, you were doing sure. That. Improv sketch comedy company. Oh Lit- yeah. Literally like, making a living being an improviser. Yes, and like teaching a, improvisation. Yeah. yeah. At, at, at all age levels and, and education levels. Mm-hmm. So it's super cool because you have that and you know, you know, you're, I don't want to call it a weakness, but like I'm, I'm kind of the same way. I have a lot of ideas going and I need to just focus on the one thing. Like, I mean, I have, I have a couple of goals today to get done. It'll take me about 30 minutes, but if I don't stick to it, it'll, it could take me three hours if I don't, you know, Oh great. 30 focus, minutes, you know? Okay. But it's, 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 what I see with you is you have more clarity than I've ever seen. And it's, oh, that's great. And it's wonderful, man. I think that's, I mean, I've known Marcus a long time. We're really good friends and he's one of the most sensitive, like outreaching guys out there that he does really care about how you feel and how to make you feel better. And that's, that's your thing, man. You can think it might be my thing. You can bottle that up and sell it for, you know, five hundred dollars a bottle, and I would, yeah, I would love that. That elixir would be. I think it's amazing. <laughs> you know, you could say, you know, though, I, I it, it's beautiful. I'm, I'm, I'm super interested in, in inspiration, and motivate and motivation, right? But I'm finding that also connecting in a way that that allows people to walk away with something that they can use, even when I'm gone. Yeah. I suppose you could call them tools. I suppose you could yeah. call them techniques or something, you know? So I think there's something in there. I think that's probably my life's purpose or my life's, uh, my mission. And I'm really, I'm really focused on that. And the more I focus on wanting to serve others or help others, yeah, the more it comes back. It really, like, it's crazy. It really works that way. Yeah. If you lean into that, it's, it's really kind of amazing what happens. Yeah. That's, that's amazing, man. This is great yeah. stuff. Yeah, man. Well, Marcus, thanks so much for hanging out. My pleasure. It's amazing. I, I, are we about to sign off because you know, I'm still holding the handheld mic. Yes. 
Yes, you, we can sign I off. I can't sign off without going into something. <laughs> I know. Don't give me a microphone. I should cue my outro music now. I think I was flat there, but I wanted to... You know that thing when they pull the mic away when they get loud? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Beautiful stuff. Did I just ruin the whole podcast? By no, this is wonderful. Amazing. Tyler, thank you for having me. You're welcome, Marcus. Thanks for being one of my first awesome guests here on, on the podcast. You're beautiful and wonderful and just so generous and and just calming and gorgeous to be around. And you've always been that. Thanks, man. So for you to be led into something where you invite people into your life to open up and share with you is that's a path that I'm not surprised about. You're Thanks, just, man. You're so it's it's such a beautiful thing to see happen because you've always been that for me and I'm glad that you're opening up to having other people uh, experience that with you too. Wonderful, so, man. Congratulations on this podcast and thanks for the honor of being here. Thanks, Marcus. Love you, man. Love you too. All right. That was my interview with Marcus Weiss. Awesome dude. Good friend. And I hope to hear more from him stay tuned we might have our own podcast coming someday so be sure to check out the show notes for links to get to marcus's stuff also if you want to hear more about me and what i'm doing you can go to tylerwilliamsmusic.com thanks guys mm-hmm.